You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. I think of Peter when he denied Jesus. Uh, he was alone in that narrative. And he, you know, when he's with his crew, he's really bold and, and excited. But but when he's alone, you, you kind of feel that isolation. So um, what I want us is to still feel that togetherness. We are one body, but we need to go out in the world and continue to be the church outside of the walls. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Ben Kioski. It's a delight to be with you again. We have, of course, our pastor Jose with us and the wonderful Paulina De La Fuente. Paulina, you have a question for Jose. What is that? I do. Jose, what was the strangest thing in your last week? The strangest thing in the last week. Oh, boy. I think it'll have to be staring at a camera at church on Sunday. I mean, we've been talking about (laughs) scattering. I didn't think it would be quite literal that the scattering would happen so literally, especially on Sunday. And so it was very strange to be at church um, with about 10 people. (laughs) We had 11 um, confession time. Just to get everybody, uh, worship team plus uh, the the camera crew, etc., and it was just strange to be there um, without the entire church. I missed everybody. Of course, we have Nathaniel with us over here turning knobs as well. He's over there in his producer village. And uh, maybe he'll chime in, maybe he won't. We never know. Um, but it's, again, it's good to be with you again on the podcast. You know, a lot has happened in this last week. Um, and you had your sort of three rally points that you talked about. Can you recap those for us, Jose? Yeah, so I think it's important that in this season of uncertainty, we hold on and we choose as a body of Christ hope over fear, sacrifice over selfishness, and peace over anxiety. And so as everything was unfolding, it was easy and um, quick. I I realized quickly that things were going to be different. And even though things are going to change, some things don't change. And so we need to be focused on those. What are the things that don't change? Because when I look at the Bible, especially looking at like the difference between the life of David and the life of Solomon in second Samuel Mm -hmm. and first Kings, I mean, that's a, those were crazy times Mm -hmm. and those are foreign to us. And not that we're in wartime because that's really what David lived in, but the Mm -hmm. dichotomy between David, David's life where he lived in, you know, war and then Solomon, he lived at peace and both had its challenges, Mm -hmm. but the Lord and God's word doesn't change. Those things stay the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I love how you carried that into your message uh, yesterday, just talking about these kind of fundamentals of the faith as far as going back to the basics, focusing on the two greats, as you said, the great commandment and the great commission. So I figured I'd kind of start by asking you about the great commandment here, about loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. What, what does that look like? I know on the Conversations podcast, we try to think of like practically. So when it comes to like loving God with everything, what, what does that kind of look like on a day-to-day? For me, I immediately think about my mind first because my mind races. I have a lot of thoughts. I, uh, you know, have that blank stare sometimes when my kids are asking for my attention, and um, I'm, I'm realizing, man, I'm present here physically, but my mind is somewhere else. So first, I think about loving God with all of my mind, and that's with my thoughts. First thing in the morning, just aligning myself with God's word and saying, Lord. 
be with, be in my thoughts. I want to think about you. I want to think about how awesome you are. I want to think about your grace and what that means. I want to think about my sin because I realize that today you cover me and you are with me. So for me, loving God, um, you know, that loving God with all of your mind strikes. Um, yeah, that, that, that one hits home. I'm curious to hear from you guys what that looks like for you. I think for me, the passage really stands out that it's all of my being mm-hmm. and just like everything is such as love God with a little bit. And I think as someone who uh, just unashamedly compartmentalizes uh, a lot of other areas and aspects of my life, it's easy for me to do that with God. And so I think it, it comes down to kind of uh, the posture that I have towards God in each of those areas and really just prayerfully just considering and, and kind of laying, putting each one on the altar, so to speak, and asking God, you know, what is your will for me to do with my relationships, with my work, with my time, mm-hmm. uh, and just really kind of seeking that because naturally I'm going to not only do what's in the best interest of me just by mm-hmm. my flesh, but I think also being surrounded by culture and just uh, the, the, the kind of um, sources that I'm paying attention to, they're constantly trying to show me the way that they think that you know, I should be living my life or the way that my mind should be or my heart should be. And so I think continually mm-hmm. going back to um, just kind of God and asking Him for His wisdom and guidance on how I should do that, I think helps me kind of have that holistic approach mm-hmm. when a lot of my life I, I tend to, and prefer to kind of compartmentalize things yeah. day in, day out. Yeah, I would answer really similarly. I think the picture I get in my head is that I, instead of like, even what Jose was saying, like checking in in the morning for me and being like, okay, God, like I'm going to love you today, you know, and then like check. Now I go live my day, like what you're saying. I think what I've been learning is that that loving God is like the well or the fountain that everything pours out Mm -hmm. of, you know, and like starting there and staying there and letting what you're saying, like letting everything overflow from that. I think also... Uh, in addition to all that, is loving loving God in particular in a, in a time that we're in now is mm-hmm. to f- try as best as we can to be our authentic selves, the one that God made us to be. Because in doing so, then we enter into the the using of our gifts, not just the, the spiritual gifts that we like to talk about in the church world, but the practical gifts that are the natural result of our personality. And so activating those and really being who God created us to be, whether you're you know, the kind of person that can organize a lot of people and get some things done, or you're someone who likes to meet an individual need, or you're someone who likes to provide comfort and care, or any of those sorts of things, those things that you naturally do that God created you to be, returning those back to God through caring for others, That's I think is, is an important way to love, to love God. And then the second piece of the great commandment is this idea of loving your neighbor as yourself. And you kind of touched on this last week, Jose, but I think just even uh, summarizing that in of itself, what does it look like as far as loving people and loving our neighbor around us? I mean, we've all seen the the news, the hoarding that's going on and the, the lack of toilet paper on the shelves. And it's just funny. You think about that's very, very selfish. Mm-hmm. And we are naturally wired. Uh, our sinful nature is is such that you we, we long to take care of ourselves first. And so given that, Jesus here is saying, love love your neighbor, love your neighbor and look after others. And now's the time for the church to do that. So practically, um, I've been on the phone a, a lot. And so I think touching base with people as, you know, naturally I think of people 
when they come to my mind, I think I'm going to call them, uh, you know, in a time that's most convenient for them. Now, the time that's most convenient for them to call is whenever you immediately think about them, because we, we yeah. do have more time. Folks yeah. are more available. They're not necessarily in meetings. Um, you know, some are recording podcasts, but most people are, are just hanging out. And mm-hmm. so if someone comes to your mind, just immediately pick up the phone call and shoot them a text message or, or mm-hmm. jump on the phone and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Mm. That's good. I think we could also love our neighbor, particularly in times like this by, uh, you know, like uh, just to use my own personal example, I am not excessively worried about the virus stuff. Just me personally, I'm not projecting that. I don't worry about it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who's immunosuppressed. I have to worry about getting sick all the time. And, um, but my neighbor may not feel that way. Yeah. And listening and, and listening first and respecting them, uh, respecting your neighbor's concerns and how they're feeling in this, not only is a great way to love them, but I mean, it's just basic decency. It, it's how we extend to one another. It's how we care for one another is to listen first. And so if we listen and take, take in what, what their perspectives are, then we can serve them well and we can love them well with the love of God rather than projecting our own ideas onto others. I'm I'm not great about not projecting my ideas, and so I'm sort of reminding myself not to project my thoughts and ideas on other people, and just listen to them first, mm-hmm. and then then you can really love and care for people when you're listening instead of telling them things. <laughs> yeah, it's a good example of like sacrifice over selfishness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, where you sacrifice giving your own take or your own opinion or your own something, and, and saying, yeah, especially now that. We are all wired different. We all have different backgrounds. And so when stuff like this happens, some other stuff may be coming up, you know, and we may be panicked, not necessarily because of this, but man, we're just really, really afraid to be alone Mm -hmm. or we're really, really afraid to be abandoned. And so in all of those things, we're still called to love. And through that, we communicate the message that... God is still with us. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. definitely not surprised. Yeah. He's right. definitely not shocked. Mm-hmm. He's totally in control, and he wants his church to be his hands and feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think a perfect segue into uh, the next point, which was the Great Commission that you talked about, that idea of sharing that with others and sharing that with people. Uh, I loved one thing you said uh, yesterday talking about the mission of God is not just for his people to be in church, but for us to be the church. And I mm-hmm. think now more than ever to to be uh, models of that. So I think you've touched on that a few points, but kind of what does that look like for us? Just both, I guess, individual as individual members of, of Cypress Creek Church, but even just collectively as a whole, what is kind of your, your heart uh, for us, and just what would you want said of of Cypress Creek during this time? Yeah, now that we don't have walls to gather in, we don't have the comfort of being together, which is so important. And I think one thing that we will come out of this season with is an appreciation of actually mm-hmm. coming together. Yeah. I think the church is going to really, Sunday morning all around the world, um, is going to be a, a, a more, I mean, worship's going to be more vivacious. And, yeah. Yeah. and we're really going to come together um, in a fresh new way. But now we're, 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 we're uncomfortable. Uh, I think it's easier to be uncomfortable with going and making disciples when we're not together. Um, mm-hmm. I think of Peter when he denied Jesus. Uh, he was alone in that narrative. And he, you know, when he's with his crew, he's really, you know, 
bold and, and excited, but but when he's alone, you you kind of feel feel that isolation. So um, what I want us is to still feel that togetherness. We are one body, mm-hmm. but we need to go out in the you know in the world and continue to be about you know the gospel, and we need to continue to be the church outside of 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 the walls. Uh, I shared a story about mission trips. So I remember my first mission trip. It was a street evangelism thing in Wolverhampton, uh, my freshman year of college, and I was so uncomfortable talking to other people about Jesus. And uh, mostly I, I was shut down, but it took one person, one person to actually engage in conversation with mm-hmm. me, which actually led to a life-giving relationship with this person um, that that changed my entire um you know, thought process of, man, this is why we do it. Mm-hmm. I will be shut down a million times, but it's that one person that says yes to prayer. It's that one person that says, actually, I had a dream about God last night. It's kind of interesting that we're, you know, having this conversation today. So we're still called to be about yeah. the Great Commission. And more than ever during this time, we're even more uh, receptive to prayer and to, you know, as far as us, ourselves, and then our world, you know, it seems like this is the prime time where people were all shaken. So it's yeah. a good time to uh, do that even more. Yeah. Yeah. I think about uh, one of the daily devotionals that's being sent out every morning by Bob Moss. And he says in this quote, he's like, rarely in one's lifetime does a person have the opportunity yeah. to offer hope to a world filled with fear and trepidation like we have in this hour. Mm-hmm. I think that really is just a model of that, that it's the gospel yeah. and that yeah. that's the answer that we have, we mm-hmm. have for people. Uh, yeah. So uh, moving on to sort of wrapping this thing up, I know it's going to be a little bit shorter this this time than before, but really it's kind of the same go and kind of the same same things we're dealing with: loving our neighbors and 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 loving God and being out in the community and having peace and all of those things. Um, you said that we still need to go out, mm-hmm. right? And we still need to love one another, and by by going out towards people. What's what are some practical ways? And everybody can answer, um, but sort of wrapping it up. Maybe Jose, you could wrap it up after everybody answers. But what are some practical ways that we can actually? How do we still go out mm-hmm. when we literally can't go out? I mean, we might have a you know shelter in place order here in the next couple of days, which I hope we don't. Right. But you know, how do we actually go out when we're not? physically going out? How do we do those things? Yeah, I mean, I think of what Jose encouraged us all uh, yesterday about calling five people, thinking five people yeah. and calling. I think the quote, uh, Jose, that you said was like, isolation is the enemy. And just during this time, it's so easy. Um, not just, I need to be on guard for myself in just ways in which I can feel that way, but just knowing that there's so many people around me that have that too. But I think the opportunities there, um, regardless of the time of day, a lot of people are now more available than ever. And so I think it just takes initiative. And there's a lot of times where you start a Netflix show and you just want to keep going and you just don't feel like, you know, oh, I should, you know, you you get promptings to either reach out to people or take initiative. And so I think it's a lot of that just... um, just kind of accepting that that responsibility of like, hey, I, I want to follow this prompting and and kind of see uh, how I can bless people around me. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've been thinking about that a lot. We just have time to call people, and it feels more normal to. I've been FaceTiming a lot of people, and mm-hmm. it just feels like that's an advantage of our these this season right now is that it's not. I don't know, pre, like maybe a month ago, I wasn't FaceTiming anybody, you know, but that's been, I really like that and getting to be face to face. And I think more, I was at the grocery store and I was thinking a kind of cool thing that this has brought us is that at least to me, it feels like we're all on the same 
like we're in this world together, you know, like I feel like my interactions with people at a six foot distance at the grocery store (laughs) are different. Like there's like a commonality, like I know what's going on. I know you know what's going on. I want to keep you safe. You want to keep me, you know, like we're all in need. I think that feeling and that has made, I don't know, I guess that's not necessarily like a practical go, but I think that helps me see that like as I go even if it's just to the grocery store or I walk a lot with my dog, you know, just like the light interactions that I have with people Mm -hmm. um, and and then FaceTime and all of that, it feels like we're all in this together, you know, so it feels even easier to love people and uh, love on others and reach people than ever. I think that's a great point, Paulina. I think also just kind of expounding upon that, what what could have been uh, an episode of separation mm-hmm. and maybe even feels like that for right. some. Like, yeah. you know, we, we want to use dramatic terms like the, the churches have closed their doors. Well, that's yeah. not true. That's, that's not, not true. what's happened. It's actually leveled the playing field, like you just said, yeah. Paulina, which is really, really a great insight that um, we actually are talking to one another again, actually probably more than we were before. And this technology, the, the phones that have had us with our heads down walking through the streets yeah. are now a yeah. tool of connection more so than just through the social media. It's an actual FaceTime call. It's a Skype call. It's a caring for one another. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, to wrap this thing up for this session of the Conversations podcast, Jose, why don't you give us kind of a yeah, kind of yeah. an outro here? You, you just made me think of in Acts, the first time that a scattering happened was when Stephen was martyred. Mm. And that was a chaotic thing. Yeah. I mean, someone that they knew intimately, a brother had just been killed and the church scattered. And God used that scattering to multiply the church. Yeah. He used something crazy and bad. It was bad. That was not yep. good. But he turned it into good for his glory so that the church would spread. And may that happen right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so if you're listening, just know that we are totally going as part of your Cyberscript Church leaders. We want community groups to meet online. We have a new part of the website called Jump In. That's for new believers. That's for curious folks that are just thinking about following Jesus, whatever, everyone is welcome. And that's also for the folks that aren't connected to a community group. Um, we haven't figured out all the kinks, but we're working on it. We want everybody to, to, to jump in and connect. So know that you can do that. You can check out the live stream. I also think it's a time for us to share spiritual content out there on social media because there's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of funny stuff. There's a ton of bad stuff. There's, there's a ton of content out there. But if we major on on, on being about loving God, loving people, making disciples as we navigate um, social media arenas, then I think we'll see a lot of folks reached. So I'm excited that amidst all this uncertainty and stuff, God is still in control. And I believe he's going to do awesome stuff through it in the season. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.